our body is this vibrating mass of energy. Our body is an instrument and our body is intelligent. And quite often it's telling us or advising us what to do and we just don't listen to it because we're not paying attention or we don't want to pay attention. We just want to ignore it because it's not convenient. Hi, you're listening to The Self Sessions with me, Marissa McCallum. I'm a body and mindset coach, social entrepreneur and writer. I hope you discover what you want, decide how to go for it and feel like you deserve it. In this space, we will explore all things life and what it means to be human. Sometimes it'll just be me, sometimes not. Perhaps I'll bring along some friends or a fantastic guest to open up the conversation. But in all cases, each episode will be delivered with one single intention and my mantra for life, wishing only love. Let's get started. Today's session, we are going to be talking about, shh, my body is talking. What is your relationship with your body? How would you describe your relationship with your body? And the other question I have for you is how often do you listen to your body? Proper listen. Proper listen. What I found was that I never used to really pay attention to my body. It was just something that I kind of just used as a, as a storage unit for my brain. Just dragged it around, made it do things I wanted it to do. Something that's easy to take for granted. I'm just sort of dragging it around for the ride, not asking any questions, not interacting with it, just making it do stuff, making it do all of the things. And this was most noticeable for me when I went through, I suppose through the the dancing and fitness stage, I got really into fitness and dance, um, which is great. It was a fantastic way of me keeping my serotonin levels up. Dance was actually one of the ways I got through my depression in, in my teenage years and my 20s. It helped me get through that. But in 2016, 2017, um, I'd basically come out of a relationship that I'd been in for 14 years. So I was a little bit like, I don't know who I am. What do I do? So I, I feel like I kind of focused on the one thing that I could control, which was the way that I trained. I knew that training made me feel good, but I took it to the extreme. I would be basically going to boot camps in the morning. I went to a Thai boxing boot camp, which was awesome. But I used to walk there, it was a half an hour walk, get there for 6.30 a.m., do an hour's training and then walk back. Then I get ready for my day at work, which usually meant travelling around. I used to travel to and from Bournemouth and London, backwards and forwards, to see customers and things like that. So I'd have that and then I'd come back and then I would do usually a dance class or some sort of some more dance training in the evenings. And at the weekends, I'd be doing um, an extra long boot camp on the Saturday. I would usually do yoga or um, dynamic yoga on on the Sunday which again is fine but in between that I was walking everywhere I was existing on like four hours sleep five at a push and my body was tired it was tired and it was it started to cry out to me so that sort of showed up in aches and pains I I was getting um, tendonitis in my foot every every step was painful but I continued to keep doing my walking keep doing my training keep showing up because I I was a beast I was a machine and um I was in control of my body. That's what it felt like. It was something that I could control. But that was a really unhealthy relationship for me to be in with my body. I shifted my diet a bit. I started exploring veganism, but I didn't do my research. So I very quickly became deficient in a lot of uh, vitamins and minerals that I needed. Completely cut out certain food groups without doing research around how I was going to supplement um, missing vitamins and, and nutrients in my diet. So that was me, extreme fitness person, but 
perhaps not the fittest I'd ever been, ironically. Me dragging my body around. And it's only when I actually stopped and listened to my body that things got better. I know for a lot of us, it can feel like we're in a bit of conflict with our body. Do you ever feel like your body's working against you or it won't do what you want it to do? It's not producing the results that you want. It doesn't look the way that you want it to. It doesn't behave in the way that you want it to. The more I've built a healthy relationship with my body, the more I've learned how fascinating and amazing it is. And I think one of the key things is to reignite that fascination with the body. The fact that we are amazing just being here, the whole process of being born just on, on the one hand, but just the, the amazing things that our body does. It's, it's the way that it repairs itself, the way that it protects us, the way that it helps us to survive, all of those sorts of different things. It's so complex and so intelligent. That's the key thing, body intelligence. Our body is this vibrating mass of energy. Our, our body is an instrument and our body is intelligent. And quite often it's telling us or advising us what to do and we just don't listen to it because we're not paying attention or we don't want to pay attention. We just want to ignore it because it's not convenient. Or maybe we've just not practised enough. It can guide us. Some of the challenges that I've faced, I've been able to address so much better using body-focused techniques because it's another level. It's another layer. We get deeply quiet. We present the challenge or the problem or the thing that's concerning us to our body, and then we listen. And what we find, and what I've witnessed and experienced myself, is that going through that process, you, you, you come up with answers. Your body talks to you. So how did I create a healthier relationship with my body? I listened to it in terms of sensation, subtle movements, what felt good. And this was kind of cemented with the... Um, study that I did with the somatic school and one of the things that they get us to do as part of the course is something called focusing and that's where you take a moment to connect with your body draw your awareness inwards so instead of focusing on the outside world we draw our awareness inwards and we ask the question what needs our attention right now now every time that I've done this process something different has come up it's been quite profound. I didn't expect it to be. I usually end up crying as well. There's usually something quite significant about what I discover. Um, but for something that's such a simple process, I found it really, really enlightening. And I wanted to share one of those experiences with you because I think it's quite important and quite indicative of some of the struggles that we go through. And my most recent focusing experience involved a tickle in the throat. So I drew my attention inwards and I was settled into the space and I was just observing my body. I was observing my body and I asked the question, what needs my attention right now? And I got this really strong sensation of needing. It felt like I needed to cough, potentially. But it didn't feel like my throat would be cleared. It wasn't like that. The, the more I felt into it, the more I realised it wasn't a, a need to cough or clear my throat. It was a want to shout. I wanted to shout. And the amazing person that guided me through this experience, a fellow coach of mine, she asked questions around that experience and helped me to really feel into it. And the more that I asked questions of it and connected with it, I realised that it was around anger. It was around stuff that I'd stored in my body uh, and I hadn't released and suppressed. And now my body was telling me that I needed to release it. 
Um, it was almost as if it had been impatiently waiting for me to give it the chance to make itself known. So after that session, I went off and I screamed into a pillow and it felt amazing. But it did um, make me think about anger and those things that we suppress. Uh, specifically for me, anger has always been something that I've avoided because I grew up in quite a volatile um, household. I was very wary of people that were shouting or would raise their voice to express themselves. So I went the complete opposite of the scale. I rarely shouted. If at all, I'd be shouting. Yeah, I'd shout in a club, you know, shout at my dance class, get motivated. But when it came to um, shouting to express anger and to express pain, that wasn't something I did. Instead, I went all silent. You need to guess what I'm thinking. Just go into that instead. And the more that I did that, the harder it became to express the emotions and to um, communicate those emotions outside of me. So what I've been doing over the last how many years is just storing it, storing it in my body. And those suppressed emotions, I believe, can manifest in different ways. So uh, for me, I get um, issues with my skin. I, I'll grind my teeth in my sleep if those um, emotions don't get addressed. And so it was really freeing to go through this, this, this experience and connect to my body and finally give it the space it needed to share what, need, what I needed to do, how I needed to move on. It was fascinating and it was really gentle and subtle, but also powerful at the same time. It's quite difficult to explain. I do recommend the process if you get a chance to go through it. But what I wanted to explore with you guys today apart from being able to connect with your body, is this idea of there being uh, undesirable characteristics or undesirable traits that we try to suppress to make it easier for other people to connect with us. So for me, the example is anger. I thought that if I showed anger or expressed it in any way, then it would put people off. They wouldn't see me as nice, calm, placid Marissa who they could go to at any time. They might see me as someone who uh, lost control occasionally or didn't know how to express themselves properly. And those sort of emotions, they are part, they form part of us. They do form part of us. Um, and the amazing person that guided me through my focusing experience, she referred to them as dark strangers. So the shadow side of us, those elements of our character that exist and have been created through pain and experience that are there to help us understand contrast, we shy away from because we worry about what it will mean for our relationships with other people. Will it mean that other people don't like us as much or other people feel that they'll, um, uh, that they can't connect with us or we're worried about judgment or being left alone, being um, shunned from society because we've been you know, open enough to share these darker sides of ourselves. But what I'd like to share with you today is that it's all about contrast and knowing the the different elements that make up our character. And so instead of trying to suppress those things, maybe we could take the opportunity to connect with them and understand what they're trying to tell us. There's something around embracing those elements of our character and integrating them. There is a saying that trauma is just unintegrated resource. Power is held in these dark areas of our life, the ones that we try and suppress. So if we can ask questions of those dark areas and connect with them and communicate with them, it may be that we can use them to our advantage. It may be that we get a better understanding of ourselves and we learn how to be kinder to ourselves. It's basically a sense of feeling more grounded and connected and safer, safer in our body. There's a lot of situations which can cause us to feel like we want to separate from our body. 
especially when it comes to things like trauma. So those do need to be handled really, really sensitively, those situations. But we are blessed with the body and it's something that we can connect with and use to guide us. Knowing yourself isn't a bad thing. You're not someone that you should be afraid of. You should have the best knowledge of yourself as a person. This is your experience and make the most of it. And it doesn't need to be something that is based in suffering. But the knowledge, the understanding, it all does start with you and recognising those parts of yourself that you try and hide and maybe exploring why you try and hide those. For me, it was a case of recognising that there was something in me that needed attention. And instead of trying to shut it up like a child that was crying and you just wanted to shush it, like, shh, stop, yeah, stop, it's not convenient for you to cry now. How about you open your arms and show it some compassion? Ask it what it needs right now. Because changing that communication and that way of interacting with it could indicate and start a change in you, a positive change where you're able to integrate all of these different parts of yourself and love yourself more. Because that's fundamentally what it comes down to. Are you able to love every single part of yourself instead of shunning bits or hiding the, the, the bits that aren't appealing to you? or that you think would cause judgment, what if you open your arms to those pieces and integrate them all together so that you can love yourself in a fuller way? You deserve to be happy. So the key thing to take away from today is what is your body trying to tell you? What elements of yourself are you trying to suppress because it's more appealing to other people? And what could you do to show love and care and compassion to those parts? How freeing would that be? What would you be able to let go of? I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Self Sessions. If you did, please share, like, subscribe and stay in touch by heading over to marissamccallum.com. I am, of course, until next time, wishing only love.